Welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. My name is Levi Sanders. And my name is Joe Schaefer. And we're back again um, with another topical episode. Yes. So, <clears throat> if you're listening to this, it's probably like back-to-back-to-back topical episodes, but we did miss a couple for a couple weeks, and that's my <laughs> bad. I apologize. Um, so, yeah, we're back with another topical episode. Today, we're talking about the parable of the sower. So, you can find that in Matthew um, chapter 13 or Mark four. chapter 4. Um and that's just the two we have pulled up. I'm sure it's in the other. I'm sure it's in Luke uh, mm-hmm. somewhere as well. I, yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know, but uh, that's what no, we've got pulled up. I'm not going to say so. Yeah, that. we're gonna. <laughs> he's gonna verify that. But yeah. Chase, as you do that, I had something that I waited until we started recording to tell you. <laughs> what? Some good news, brother. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I wish I, I think I know what it's going to be because I'm already super excited. All right, go ahead. I think I know. Wait. I've not heard it. I just, whenever I hear that stuff, I Okay, already... tell me what you think you know. Is Kelsey pregnant? No. Okay, never mind then. I, that's literally my only guess. Okay, I was like, oh man, we got Mac baby too. That would be awesome. But, okay, but that's not currently the case. Okay. Is it, okay. Okay, but here, check this out. Our podcast now has over a thousand downloads. Are you serious? Yeah. No way, really? Yeah, man. Wow. That's crazy because like... Over a thousand downloads. No joke. Like our Facebook page, dude, <laughs> it's been like, you've been dwindling because we've not been posting a lot at all. We've just been like super... That's your job, homie. No, I don't have anything to post. You don't put yeah, anything on... That because, uh, because I fell at my job, you can't do your job? I see how it is. What? What? No, 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 no. How can <laughs> I? I can't put out content I don't got. I know. No, actually, do you know what? I am... I, I could because I told you, I think it was last week. I'm like, I think I might start like writing little articles and putting them up on the Facebook page. And I haven't done that. So do you know what? Like bad on me as well. So, but uh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. We have over a thousand downloads. So thanks for wow. listening. That's insane, man. Thank you it's so much. It's surprising that you guys actually want to listen to us talk, but <laughs> um, thanks for, thanks for following us and, and downloading the episodes. Yeah. Definitely. That's wow. I, that kind of blows my mind. You know, I mean, yeah, a thousand people. Have, and it's funny too. Like I, I was uh, looking through the episodes and editing some the past couple of days, and like you go listen to our first couple of episodes, the audio is horrible. <laughs> and like I know one of the episodes, like we were just talking in the beginning of it, and there's no microphone audio, and it's just bad. <laughs> so <laughs> like at least now the audio is better. Yes. And I feel like our topics are pretty decent. So. Um, we hope we can just continue to make good good content for you guys, um, and that you enjoy listening to. So, so into our topic today. It, it is, I believe, in Luke. Eight, is it, it is four. late. Yep. Luke eight. Dude, so yeah. Matthew thirteen, Mark four, or Luke eight. We're talking about the parable of the sower. Let's make sure Mark or Luke's isn't much different. I know I haven't. So, do you got you got Mark's pulled up? I do have Mark's pulled up. Yeah. Okay. I can read go, it. go ahead and just read the parable of the sower for us, and then you we'll present me? like kind of. What led us to 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 look at this parable okay. and and just discuss it? So go ahead and just read it. You want me to do the explanations as well by Jesus? Um, sure, yeah, okay. Or either way, yeah, okay. Uh, all right. So just make sure you read it loud enough. Again, 
he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered around him, so that he got into a boat and sat on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables, and in the teaching he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seeds, uh, fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground, where it does not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell along the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing the yieldings thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, he, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything in parables. But, but for the, but for those outside, everything is parables, so that they may indeed see but not perceive, and may indeed hear but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown, where they hear. Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word. And it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And that is the parable of the sower. That is the parable of the sower. In a very quick wade. <laughs> I hope it wasn't too fast. So. Nah, that was good. Okay, cool, cool. So then so then let me ask you this question, Chase. Yeah. What brings us to this this parable? Right, because if you read the parable and then you read Jesus' explanation of the parable, it seems pretty cut and dry. Yeah, it does actually. But, but a, there, there is um, some questions that arise mm-hmm. as we as we read the parable. So, what's the question? What are some concerns that kind of brought us to this topic today? So, I I, I feel like I've heard a few times before um, this argument brought up that if you read this that it almost in a way sounds like whenever you look at the seeds that if they're grown up in the roots, how can they grow or how can they be in the roots and then be swallowed up? Doesn't that sound almost kind of like you can lose your salvation? Or if you're on the rocky soil, that it starts to grow, but then it gets dried up by the sun. So doesn't that also mean that they kind of grew up so does that mean that they heard the gospel and they believed but then they also lost their salvation and i've and i feel like it's a pretty easy explanation to be honest i I don't feel like this is much of a struggle um if we just you know slow it down really go through it and just talk about it um but it is something i've heard before and i thought it'd be kind of interesting maybe just to take a peek at and just kind of shoot at see what what you think so so yeah i know um Going through it, most definitely. Let me get my opinion out. But uh, going through marks, I know that the first soil. Whenever I was looking at it, um, 
you know, it goes along, it fell on the rocky ground, was one of them, but the first one, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seeds along, that fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. And so Jesus' ex- explanation of that was, uh, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. So I would say that that would be um, whenever it just falls on the deaf ears. People don't really listen. The word goes yeah. out, and it's and uh, it's given out, but it's not something that truly actually the person's listening. I, I know I see, and, and I love like how, I, I mean, this is terrible, but uh, I've, I've seen a lot of examples in my own life. Um, I'm not going to like say anybody, but you know, you'll be at youth, youth group. I remember in being in youth group as a kid and I'd be like paying attention and listening. And then I'd go talk to somebody and be like, man, wasn't that, wasn't that really good? Or like, what'd you think about that? Or like, man, that was, that was awesome. And they're like, uh, what, where were we at? I don't, even, yeah. I don't even know where, and it's almost just kind of like the the it went on to deaf ears. Nobody listened. They didn't even really hear what was being taught. They're just there because they're forced to, or something like that. And right, that's kind of the that that's what that one's pretty easy. I would say that person never even really listened or really even heard. You know, the word went out, and um, but it, I think it's interesting. It talks about Satan snatching it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So I think I think sometimes too. Um, I don't necessarily think it, it it is all just like a work of Satan just grabbing it and taking it, but it's a co-work as Satan is taking it, but as they are suppressing it, right? So like I mm-hmm. taught through Romans today in yeah. youth group. Yeah. And like the beginning of Romans 1, 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth, mm-hmm. right? So to me, this is this is almost like people... The the seed is cast, yeah, and they just suppress it. Like yeah. they're just like, no. My youth pastor actually talked a little bit about Romans tonight too, which I thought was funny. Really talked about that exact thing. Yeah, yeah. How basically no one's without excuse. He was talking about and because yeah. like they just suppress the truth. Yeah. So yeah, we're going that. verse by verse through Romans, and we spent five weeks on the first <laughs> seventeen verses, and then uh, we did the whole rest of the chapter tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. But uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. with kids like that, like kids, youth group kids, man, you really got to be, <laughs> you got to like, you got to break it down for them. But I just know like after 15, 20 minutes of teaching, you'll look out and they'll just be like, Bleh. like they won't even be like, they won't be paying attention sometimes. And it's like, you got to be like, hey, hey. Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> but because like well, I feel that like, goes for anybody. Yeah, well for you anybody. stand in the pulpit on Sunday morning, you look out, there's <laughs> definitely some people that's like, uh after twenty minutes. Is it isn't it Jeff Durbin who teaches for like three hours? I don't know. Yeah, it's I think it's Jeff Durbin or he was talking about how he would teach uh for like a super long time and then I also have kids in their service. And so he's that like, is that awesome. Just, <laughs> he's like, that just is like crazy. I'm like, man, that sounds like a lot of patience, like, but I mean, like, yeah. that's how it was. Like, that's how I listened to RC I mean, Scroll one time talk about how he only preaches for like 25 minutes <laughs> and he's done. I was like, What? I don't think I could <laughs> condense a sermon to 25 minutes, dude. RC is just something he's else, a boss. but uh, then we go on to the second ground, okay? So, um, and you know, that was the one that was on the rocky ground where it does not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up since it had no. 
and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Okay. And I feel like the the important thing there was the, you know, you, you hear about it sprang up. You know, that's right. that's where I feel like people get kind of caught up. They're like, oh, well, right there, it sprang up, you know? Like they, you know, the word went out, they heard it, they sprang up, but then it withered and died whenever it was tested. Right. And so, um, but the thing is, that I feel like the important part there, and you can tell me what you think, uh, is definitely it did it had no root. It Correct. Had, it had no root. And so um, the second ground, well, with Jesus' explanation, uh, and these are the ones who are sown on rocky ground, the ones, this is verse 16 of Mark 4, the ones who hear the word immediately receive it with joy, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. So that's his explanation of it. And yet again, I've, I've seen this before. Uh, like I have something written out on the second ground. Like these people are the ones who hear the word, and it sounds enticing, you know, um, eternal life, riches in heaven, uh, not going to hell, good things. You know, I, I want that, but there, but there's no root. It's it, they believe, but even the demons believe, you know, right. and, and the, it, it's only empty words that lead to the realization that they didn't have what they thought they had. It was this, because if you can fall away, if you can if your root is not rooted in Christ, if, if what your strength and what your, what you have about the word, if you hear the word and it's not rooted in Christ, but it's rooted on yourself and what you're believing right. or forcing That's yourself the key. to do. You're rooted in yourself. Exactly. So like their faith is not a faith in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ sufficient to cover their sins. Their mm-hmm. faith is in themselves. It's mm-hmm. idolatry. Yeah. And, and I see, and the, the, it's really sad because like, Again, you see it in church a lot. Uh, I see it with parents a lot. They, uh, their kid, you know, they have a child, and they're like, "Man, um, Timmy, he, you know, he's he's been a mess. You know, he grew up in church. I don't know what happened, but I, I feel like he he finally has heard the word. He's finally grasped it. You know, he was going crazy about just the Lord, and this is an awesome thing. And we should we should definitely like be." very happy for those people and be like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, like I'll be praying for them. But then, um, and that's what our response should be. But I see it a lot as well where the responses of the kid after two or three weeks of really being tested, right? they fall away because they just, they get burnt out because what they had was this feeling where the shock of life and sucky things that, that come from life, you know, they, they come to this low point. And their parents are like, hey, the gospel, like they, they preach it to them. And the kid's like, you know what, mom, dad, you're right. And then they get kind of better, you know, they get things get better. They get in a better mood. And then they're like, well, I don't need God. And I feel like that's what this right. plan so then is. They worship the creature rather than the creator. Exactly. Romans 1. Yeah. Idolize yourself. Yeah. I, I wrote here like uh, these people are like superficial Christians, people who want Good things, hear the good news, but they don't accept it in their heart, the good news. They can't be saved. Because if they were, they wouldn't have fallen away after a test. I mean, God is the one who keeps us. Like, he's the one who right. gives us the strength. He, he, Under trials, God gives us the means to get through them. You know, like, yeah. if we lean on him, uh, what, what what's the passage that everybody takes out of context? Uh, I could do all things 
through, through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians four thirteen. Yeah, like you know, I could do all things, man, through Christ. Uh, I can do but, all things. No, no, through no, no, verse no, no. Taken out of context. I, <laughs> no, what's the one though? I uh, where it says God will never give you too much that you can't handle. I forget which one that is. That's not a verse. That's just an inspirational quote. No, 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 no. The the one where it's no, it's it's, it's there, <laughs> but people take it out of context. Where man, okay, whatever. I'm God a, will never give you more than you can handle. Is not a verse. Okay, I'm gonna find the verse, and then I'm gonna be like this one. Keep going, but uh, it's the one where it, there's a little part at the end where it's literally like if you just lean on God, like He will never give you more than you can handle. But the the whole point of that verse and that passage is like God will never give you more than He can handle. Exactly, but. He will give you more than you can handle. It's just there's a way out, and that's only through Christ. Right. Uh, if it might be in James, let me check. I'll I will find it while you keep on going. If you want to talk about a little bit more about that or anything like that, we got the third ground. If you want to, talk yeah. About well, that. um, so I just wanted to talk about like as far as people falling away or people leaving. So like first. I know that's kind of what we're what we're here to talk about, right? So, like, can people lose their salvation? Can people leave the faith legitimately? Um, is that a real thing? And so, you know, if you turn to First John, at the end of First John chapter two, and and this is specifically talking about antichrists, which gets the the text kind of confusing, um, because you know when we when we hear antichrist, we just think about oh, that's the mean bad guy at the end. Right. Well, actually, anyone who denies Jesus Christ as the Christ is is an antichrist per James. Right. He says literally, quote, um, this is the antichrist. He who denies the father and the son. Mm -hmm. Okay, so before that, he's talking about the antichrist leaving the church, the church, Mm -hmm. the, the body. Yeah. And he says, therefore. We know that the, it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were no, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. Right. Once again, you you don't just leave the faith mm-hmm. if yeah. you actually had true faith. Yeah. Because God effectually calls his people. I I mean I still think one of the one of the one of the just absolutely verses that just obliterate. And I know people are going to disagree on how you how you interpret this, but how that just obliterate the idea that you can lose your salvation is Romans eight twenty eight through 30. Mm-hmm. That, that, um, where's it at right here? And we know that, that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be firstborn among many brothers. And then you've got this line of effectual working out of God's spirit. And those whom he predestined, he called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Mm-hmm. So if he calls you in the first place, he's going to glorify you. He's going to bring it to completion. Yeah. Same mm-hmm. thing that's discussed in, in John chapter 6. Yeah, that's where I was going As to. Jesus, talks, Jesus all says, the all that me. the Father gives me will come to me, yeah. and I will keep them. I will raise them up on the last day. Yeah. I so mean, you can't fall away. Okay. Yeah. So then let's go back to the text. Let's look what it's what it's saying here. I, I found that passage, by the way. Here. Okay. What okay. does it say? It says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. And people pause there. They <laughs> just leave it. They're like, see, man, God will never give you more than you can handle. But it keeps on going. It says, But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may, may be able to endure it. And rely well, on him. Yeah, what's the way to endure it? And that so uh yeah. 
that's that's God will actually often give you way more than you can handle (laughs) to force you to rely on him. Exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, that's the passage. Don't you just love inspirational bumper stickers? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's the, I can do all things. And then they just don't even say they're Christ or strength. I I literally (laughs) saw a shirt one time I almost bought on the internet that said, I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. (laughs) I was like, yes. Well, it's just, it, you see this progression of people taking the Bible and being like, "Hey, you know what? I can I can like use this for my advantage." But uh, whatever, it is what it is. It's okay, so we talked about we talked about the seeds who fell on the road. We yes. talked about the seeds who fell on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the third. Okay, the thorns. The thorns. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the mm-hmm. thorns grew up and choked them. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it says in Matthew. Yep. In Mark, it says. It says, uh, when the sun, uh, one other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no grain. It yielded no grain. No grain. Okay. So let's talk about this for a minute. I think this is the key to understanding the the text properly. Mm -hmm. What is, what is the end goal here? To yield fruit. To yield, to yield grain. 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 Because it's, because it's a, you know, what we're talking about here is grain seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or whatever. So here's the, here's. It, it reminds me a lot of. Where am I at here? Oh, where are you going? Where are you going there? Where are you going? I, I mean, I could talk about Matthew real quick. Nineteen, or if you got I, it. I was going here to John fifteen. John fifteen. Okay. It reminds me a lot of this, and I know there's there's some differences here, and we can discuss these, but just, mm-hmm. it just makes me think of this passage. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. There you go. Abide in Mm. me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Mm -hmm. But and and if it does abide in the vine. It will bear fruit. It will bear fruit. Right. But here's the thing. But even those, even those. So obviously in that, in that text, in that analogy, all branches are people, mm-hmm. right? So I guess you couldn't say, well, the branch grew, as some people say about the seed, that the seed grew. But the reality is the seed never grew to what it was actually planted for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, it never really grew to spiritual fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. So therefore it never, the spirit, the spirit was never developed. So, because, but, because it but, never bore fruit, it never bared fruit. But I feel like that was the problem that people would bring up is like, would did they receive the spirit at all? Then I would say no. Yeah, because with the spirit comes fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I mean with this like, passage because because the thing is you're looking you said at the, the spirit plant. didn't mature, and that's why I'm like, well, the spirit was never there in the first place. Like to, to he never actually right. That's what yeah okay. I, yeah. I just I just. Was it clear? Okay, I was okay. thinking through was the analogy sure. as I was speaking it. I was making sure. But yeah, the spirit was never there. Mm-hmm. Because you look at the plant, and mm-hmm. the plant never grew enough to actually develop, to, to go to seed. Yeah. It didn't actually develop its fruit. So it never, it never, it just never developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes, and that makes. I mean, if I plant a green bean, and the green <laughs> bean plant never goes up to actually bear any beans, it only goes a little ways and it dies off. Yeah, I'm not ever going to say that that was that was a legitimate 
green bean plant and never it never got to fruitfulness mm-hmm. you know what i mean it just died off yeah well i mean this plant it even never says that uh here, let me read real quick it, other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded it. so the thorns are what growing up i mean this one again hasn't even like you're saying it hasn't yeah. taken root i mean right. it's it's just another it's not abiding in the vine like the, yeah like the branch that didn't bear any fruit and it's the same problem like and jesus's explanation was and others are the ones sown among thorns these are the ones who hear the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful and so mm. the the one passage that i would go to that's i believe really really similar is um the rich young ruler uh in I got Matthew nineteen sixteen through 21. And behold, a man came up to him saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder, shall not commit adultery, shall not steal, bear false witness, honor your mother and father, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said to him, All these I have kept. What do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. And then um, in Mark 10, 17 through 22, there's another passage. There's the same passage of the rich young ruler. And that time uh, Jesus looked at him and it says he loved him and said to him, you lack one thing. Go sell what you do, um, what you have. And the rich young ruler doesn't do it. Yeah. The thing is, is. He's definitely not followed the commandments to a T, like he's saying he did. I mean, that's definitely not true. But right. he but he definitely has a this desire, I guess you could say. It was more of a it, it was, was a superficial desire. It was a superficial desire. Yeah. It's going along basically with what these people were struggling with at this time is saying that, you know, the Pharisees and stuff saying that they kept all the law. And all that, but if you break the law once, then that means you're guilty of the entire law. But uh, but this rich young ruler was like, I've I've tried to keep the commandments. I've done this. I've heard of who you are, and um, you know, I mean, he'd heard of Jesus. That's why he came to him. Said he wanted to follow him. Said he wanted eternal life. You know, I so mean, so in all appearances, the word had went the went out. Went out. The yeah. word had been sown. But what happened? He, yeah. He, there was no root that had taken in. Correct. Did not have eternal life, true repentance and true eternal life and salvation. And so, like Jesus says with the thorns, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. Yeah. Such as the rich young ruler. The, yeah. That's what it makes he sense to me. He was choked out by his love for the world. Yeah. For the his love for the world. And I feel so like the that's word never The word never developed mm-hmm. be, because it was suppressed by his... Desires for worldly things, other things, riches, power, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Exactly. And I mean, he probably heard about Jesus, heard about the power that came from the gospel or what was going out about who Jesus was. and the, But it wasn't a true salvation. It wasn't a true change. He not really gotten eternal life. And because of his love for riches, right? he is the third ground, in my opinion. Yep. And then we move on to the fourth ground, which, you know, it's the good ground. It bears fruit. And I think it's yeah. really cool where it says bear fruits 30 fold and 60 fold and a hundred fold yeah. because they, they reproduced. Yeah, they did. Like they didn't want, like whenever farmers actually cast out seed, they want tenfold. 
That's what they right. ask for. But it's actually 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold, which I was like, huh, it's pretty as interesting. They did, as they fulfilled the Great Commission, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go forth and make disciples. Yeah, and so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, But I think that basically sums up, in, in a way, uh, the parable of the sower. I mean, it, it never says that, what, from what we read, that it took root. It never says, right. it says the thorns grew up and took over the seed, and it never heard because of the deceitfulness of its riches. And it and never then, said that it began to bear fruit and then died off. Yeah. And then it I'll, never bore fruit. Yeah. And then the second ground, it never produced, uh, it never took root. I mean, it was never able to take root so it could grow fruit. What is so, the actual past tense of bear? Bore. Bore. Right? Yes. It bore I've fruit. said it multiple different ways throughout <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> I think I said bared at one time. Bared? Yeah. It, it bared, bared fruit. Bared fruit. <laughs> that's Tennessee. But there you go. But um. But yeah, I think that's it. I think that's a good good discussion on parable of the sower. I'm mm-hmm. gonna post this on Facebook. So if you guys have any questions or if you think we maybe didn't explain it well enough, just uh, give us a shout. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. Yeah, comment, so, send a message. Or yeah, whatever. send a message. Um, We'd love to chat with you guys. We do hope this was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I apologize if any of my random tangents or other metaphors or confusing more confusing than explanatory <laughs> no um but i think you did great i think i'm you proud did of you thank you so much you know what you're the most encouraging person ever oh come on <laughs> okay so good podcast yeah good discussion thank you guys for the for the views Thanks i mean for that's the views awesome. a thousand downloads that's crazy wow. okay well uh we love you guys we'll see you next time